0: I'm Sylvia Sue. Welcome to More Than A Cake Stall, a podcast where we'll explore stories of women in the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales who have faithfully responded with the gifts that God has given them, no matter how big or small, to the call of the gospel. And whether that skill is baking or banking, God receives it, hones it, and uses it for his glory. Our hope is that you'll be awed by God's graciousness, and encouraged by these conversations to take the gifts that God has given and use them in service of him. Because after all, even a cake store in service of the king is more than a cake store. Thank you for joining us on this first episode of More Than a Cake Store. We've launched this podcast in partnership with Jericho Road, the Division of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales, That facilitates justice and mercy ministries across our state. For this first episode, I'm delighted to welcome Liz McLean, CEO of Jericho Road, who is going to help us explore the gospel foundations of this incredible ministry and consider the ongoing challenges it's faced in its 110 years of ministry. Welcome, Liz. It's lovely to have you with us today. Um, tell us about yourself, Liz. Yeah, hi, Sylvia.
1: Um, I'm Liz McLean. I'm married to John, uh, who's a minister in the Presbyterian Church. We have two adult children uh, a son and a daughter, and we have a gorgeous daughter in law and grandchild, and we have
0: an almost son in law in a month's time. How exciting! It is very <laughs> That's exciting. Good. Um, I'm so excited to hear about Jericho Road and the formation of Jericho Road, uh, because women were really significant in the creation of the ministry um, that's still standing today. Uh, So Jericho Road was formerly known as Presbyterian Social Services. Uh, It's been servicing our community for over 100 years. How did this ministry begin Well, I think it began
1: around about 1906. It's a little hard to tell, but somewhere around about 1906. And I think it arose because people saw the need um, in Sydney at the time for Christians to be involved in community to bring aid to those in need. Um, So they appointed a deaconess and uh, that was the very beginning of what is now Jericho Road. She was the first of many women to work with and for this ministry over the years. Um, the first social service committee was formed in 1912 to carry on the work being done by deaconesses at the Palmer Street Church in Willamaloo.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they did things like run sewing classes for women to teach them how to sew to make clothes for their children and themselves, uh, the deaconesses went, and this always amuses me, but went on behalf of delinquent Presbyterian children, as if there would never be such a thing, to support them at court. Yep. And they provided practical care. They had people um, coming to them for assistance as well. Wow. So the committee was formed because uh, the church felt that the foundation had been laid by the work of the deaconesses for a much, much larger work. And um, there was a need for the, a group to be established to oversee that work. And partially then in later years, because it often had a deficit, um, that committee was responsible for the work of what then became Presbyterian Social Services. So um, the, the chair at the time, uh, Dr. Clauston, in 1913, uh, received some complaints that the social service work was more in the way of a benevolence than the gospel. And his reply was that the spiritual results of the work done by the deaconesses was very conspicuous. So right mm. from the very beginning it was a work, too, that was gospel-centred and gospel-focused. Yeah. And that's our prayer for the work that we do today.
0: Excellent. So how has the gospel motivated the justice and mercy work of PSS in its early years? Yeah.
1: Uh, it's right at the heart of it. Um, I think if you think of uh, James, of course, uh, if one of, one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing for their physical needs, what good is that? Uh, in, in the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Uh, there's, a, there's a need to show our faith in action. Mm, mm. Um, and James also says, don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, do what it says. Yeah. Uh, and I think these women, as they took up that challenge, um, very bravely, I think, in, in those kind of circumstances, um, we're really showing the gospel in action. Um, Jesus commands in the parable of the Good Samaritan to go and do likewise. We have to love yeah. our neighbors as ourselves. And the deaconesses in those early days certainly did that. They lived they lived among the people um, and worked with them and lived with them and walked with them yeah. um, every day, uh, cared for their children, those sorts of things. And I think that... You know that justice and mercy ministries are really um, a reflection of who our God is. Mm. Uh, you just have to have a look at the Old Testament to see what God's like. He cares for the vulnerable. He cares for the widows and the orphans and the strangers in Israel, and he demands that his people do likewise. Uh, one of my favourite verses in the Bible comes from Micah chapter six, verse eight which is he has shown you a man what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Mm. And I think that's where it began um, and that's where it remains, I yeah. hope. Um, and so that's yeah. that's our purpose, uh, to work with and for the Presbyterian Church, to demonstrate the character of God by providing fresh hope and care for those who are in need in a way that seeks justice, shows mercy and makes Jesus
0: known. Excellent. In 2013, uh, the organization PSS changed its name from Presbyterian Social Services to Jericho Road. Um, We know that that's a passage that's been really important to you Mm. in your life. Um, What was the hope and vision behind this name change? It was a process that we went through looking at our current name, which was
1: Presbyterian Social Services and had been for a very long time looking at what it was that we were doing and looking at where we wanted to go and how we wanted to shape that journey. Um, And we landed on Jericho Road. Um, So you know the story really well. Um, A man fell among the thieves, was beaten, robbed and left half the dead. The Levite and the priest passed him by on the other side. People who you would think should stop, look and help. But They had more important things to be doing. And finally, a certain Samaritan had compassion and took the stranger to the inn, sorted his care. And I think, for me, the parallel there with our Jericho Road is that it wasn't just first aid on the roadside. It wasn't just, here, have some money until you're well um, and see you later, hope you get there okay. Um, It was actually a really generous helping hand to a specific person who had a specific need at that time. Mm. Um, the other story that happens on Jericho Road is uh, that when Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, they, claimed they came across blind Bartimaeus who sat on the side of the highway begging. Yeah. And as he sat there on Jericho Road, he heard about Jesus and cried out persistently. I love the way that it says that. And Jesus called to him and restored his vision and then he saw Jesus. So it, yeah. it's not just mercy for those inflicted with the consequences of a sinful world, but the world of life, uh, the word of life for eternal salvation.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the last Jericho Road story is the one of Zacchaeus who was an outcast and he climbed up a tree um, because he knew that Jesus was coming that way and he was short and he needed to see, so up the tree he went and he really wanted to see Jesus, and um, he did, and Jesus called him down. And, you know, it's that kind of combination of justice and mercy and making Jesus known that I think really resonates wow. for me. Uh, Jericho Road itself was a place of great risk and great vulnerability. There were thieves and robbers and everything that can go wrong. Um, yeah. It was a place that Jesus spoke of great mercy, and he himself demonstrated that great mercy. In both physically and spiritually. And so Jericho Raid in the Presbyterian Church is based on those principles. Um, we look out for people who, without us, wouldn't have the support they need. We're small, and we're quite happy to be small. Um, we try to see people for who they are mm-hmm. and where they are right now um, and meet those needs, whatever they may be. Um, yeah, so we, it was a deliberate shift in 2013. Away from something big and corporate to something very purposeful and focused um, and allowing God to shape what that looked like.
0: Yeah,
1: I've said we're small and we're happy being small. That's that's true. We don't have lots of money. We don't have lots of government contracts. Um, We don't particularly want those. Um, What we're doing is finding people who we call it falling through the gaps, the people who... Are being missed by other organisations and other programs and those sorts of things. Um, And I think the other focus for us is the the tailoring to the specific needs, that you can create a wonderful program, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's a middle role with programs, but you can, um, and then find people that you think need that kind of help and say here come along and then you go through my sausage factory and out and come and you'll be fixed. Yeah. Um, we don't actually want to do that. We want to walk beside people and yeah. um, work out what it is that they particularly need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for so, putting those stories together. I think I always think of Jericho Road as, you know, the the Good Samaritan. And to hear those three stories together, I think, it's really helpful to put it in. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just being the Good Samaritan, like you said, but it's. Uh, it's also the, the seeing the work of Jesus being done along the road in those three stories in the yeah. of Bartimaeus, in um, bringing um, Zacchaeus into the kingdom. Um, that's right. That's, that's really beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. In what ways or oh, ministries does Jericho Road help those people who fall through the cracks?
1: Oh, lots of things. Um, big things are small things. Now, you
0: might think a big thing is not
1: helping. Um, people who might fall through the cracks but we do we do have one big thing which yeah. is our um, children's hospital um, for kids with complex disabilities and medical needs mm. and the reason we have that um, is because no one else is doing it there isn't yeah. anybody else who can do what aloha does and combine the the skills and the people the way that we do that um, To be honest, it's really hard. It's a very hard ministry. Um, It's financially very hard. Um, It's a big, complex place to to do ministry in a a hospital setting, in a disability setting like that. But when you see and hear um, parents who have been looking for so long for something to help them and the relief that they find uh, when they come to Alawa, you know, it's you know, it's the right yeah. thing to continue to do. Yeah, um, they really are folk who are really vulnerable and without our support would fall through the gaps. So yeah, um, so we keep doing that. Yep, excellent. Um, so that's a big thing. But then there's lots of small things, um, helping local churches um, mm. recognize, you know, what are, what are their individual gifts and what what can they do in their context. Um, there, there are things in every church that people can do in justice policy yeah. they'll look different depending on where you are um, so shared table in narraba is a good example they have yeah. meals um, and food hampers and i love the way they they have a little shop and they let people come shopping for free again giving people dignity and choice yeah is an important part of that and more importantly it gives those people a safe place to come for friendship yeah And and that's wonderful. Mm. That works for them in Narrabri. It might not work where you are. It might not work where I am. It wouldn't work in Ringwale, I don't think. Um, So, looking, helping people look at what might work for them Um, could be something like we helped last year um, a congregation build an accessible toilet and shower Mm. in their their church grounds so that homeless people had somewhere to shower. Um, yeah. and so that there was a disability to a lot of that so it could be little things like that yeah. um, we do a lot of things in disaster recovery um, we have chaplains in hospitals and jails and juvenile justice and emergency services mm. and the people that they meet with um, are often in some of the darkest places that people can be in their yeah. lives um, I often say that People expect chaplains to be warm and fluffy people, which they are very warm people, but they're much more like bear grills jumping out of a helicopter yeah. into complete disasters, zone, Yeah. A million miles from anywhere that's going to be helpful um, to a situation they don't really know. Um, and they're just amazing people who yeah. pull up beside people in those really hard, dark places and, and walk beside them and yeah. show them the love of God. Um, yeah. yeah early childhood services, um, preschools and those kind of places, uh, places where kids can be safe and hear about Jesus. Mm. And through there we often provide access to food and support for families as well. Yeah, um, Counselling across New South Wales for the Presbyterian Church is another one, helping people who might not be able to afford to get professional assistance, the help they need. Yeah, um, Jason Forbes and his disability advocacy. Um, Helping people learn about what it means to actually work with people with a disability, invite them in, Mm. include them um, in Mm. a really meaningful way. Uh, Work with refugees and asylum seekers. Yeah, um, and also I work through the conduct protocol unit with people who are who are hurting.
0: uh, Yeah,
1: result of abuse. So lots and lots of different ways.
0: Yeah, so many ways. Um, It's just all of these different ways that I guess we don't really think, you know, who is doing the work, but to know that PSS is, sorry, Jericho Karoni is doing the work, but also doing the work with local churches, um, not just, you know, sending people out, but you are also helping churches and utilising them uh, to serve their communities.
1: Yeah.
0: Encouraging people just to take the first step, I think, is part yeah. of
1: it. And sometimes with things, you know, there's there's an administrative complexity that sits behind some of this stuff. And so local churches go, oh, I need to apply for a grant and it's got 900 pages and they need all this information. We're actually quite good at that. So So we can do the boring stuff if if other people are happy to do the work on the ground.
0: Um, Presley Social Services has always struggled with finding enough funds to do its work. Uh, Sadly, that's still happening today in this new era of Jericho Road. Have you seen God's generosity at play? It is
1: part of our DNA, I think. (laughs) Uh, Yep, the fact that that early committee had to be established because they had a serious funding deficit uh, is no different to today. We're very reliant on generosity um, and the reality is that without people's generosity, we couldn't do any of the things that we do. We get little bits of funding for some things. So our chaplains are partially subsidised through government funding, about Um, two-thirds. Alloa is partially funded by their services that we provide under health services or NDIS. None of the rest is. Mm. (laughs) Um, Children's services are partly funded by the fees we get. Um, so for me, uh, the challenge has been coming from a business background. It's a very different way of doing things when, you know, <laughs> breaking even is a moment for massive celebration because it doesn't happen very often. <sighs> <Yeah.
0: laughs>
1: and saying, yeah, we're going to set up this ministry and it's going to cost us this much money and we'll get nothing back for that. Yeah. Um, but, again, God God has provided um, for more than 100 years um, and continues to provide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so while it's a challenge um, and yes, occasion that gives me sleepless nights, it I, I see God's hand at work even there. Wonderful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the ways that God has done that has been uh, through the work of the PWA. They commissioned those first Deaconesses and sent them out to serve and they have continued to support the work of Prezi Social Services in Jericho Road. What has that support looked like?
1: Uh, look, the PWA has very dear to my heart um
0: historically
1: uh, it was 1915 um the pwa got together saleable items and held a market with the proceeds to go towards the work of the deaconesses Mm -hmm. so it was really the very first market day as they they now know um we're in support of that work and i the report that i read in, in 1926 stated that it may be safely said that if it were not for this annual effort, the Social Service Committee would have found it very difficult to pay their way. So right from the very beginning, the women of the PWA were financially supporting the Justice and Mercy Ministry of the Presbyterian Church in New South Wales. And every year, except now because of COVID, not this last one, but the PWA still holds market days and um, Jericho Road still continues to benefit from the funds they raise. And this year, even through really difficult circumstances, we still still received funding um, from local PWAs who had mini markets and those kind of things or who had funds that they gave in lieu of having a market day. Um, And those funds have gone towards things from supporting refugees to um, helping people financially who are struggling to Putting a, an occupational therapist in place at a preschool for a period of time, mm. kids who needed early intervention but couldn't afford it, to you, you name it. But they've, wow! They funded so many things. Yeah. Um, they, the women of the PWA, voluntarily staffed um, the op shops that we ran for a number of years that raised millions of dollars towards mm. the work. The the work of many, many, many PWAs helped fund the renovation of Alloa. Um, Millions of dollars they raised towards that that work. And uh, last year, many PWAs, when Alloa was struggling because of COVID financially, have sent what they can to financially support. Um, The PWA has donated handcrafted items for winter warmer boxes and They fund our Christmas hampers every year through the Dorcas Committee. Um, We've worked in partnership with them, um, the Dorcas Committee and their park patrol for many years, which is now closed, sadly. But when I worked in head office, I loved to hear these women making sandwiches um, to go out pretty much 364 days a year, pretty much, um, for years and years and years. And hear them saying things like, you know, when you see Alan in the park, just be careful because he's cranky these days. Now, these are elderly women who were, when I knew them, late 70s, kind of mostly in their 80s, yeah. taking sandwiches out, who knew the names of the men in Central Sydney Park that everyone else was walking past and everyone else was too scared to make eye contact with these people. And they're saying, oh, just be careful with dear Alan because he's you know, a bit cranky. Um, yeah. So inspiring just to see them faithfully feeding the poor and the homeless and the hungry. Um,
0: They're incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we a lady in our church who's now with the Lord, but when we first moved up to Woi Woi, she was crouching a train down to Central once a week so she could make sandwiches and distribute them. Yeah, um, and and it was so beautiful to see not only had they developed relationships with the men in the park, but the taxi driver was oh, the yes. same taxi driver every day and he came and waited for them and on a hot day one of them was feeling a little bit sick and he kept the aircon running and took the charge off and just lovely yeah. to hear how... You know, these women from all over the state were supporting this ministry to look after men. Yeah, In, the, in the park, yeah. yeah and, and the impact that would have had on the countless taxi drivers who then became their regular taxi driver for a few years. It's yeah. just, yeah. yeah, incredible. Yeah. 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 very faithful. Um, the PWA has begun to decline uh, in number and resources over the last few years. Uh, what impact has their decline had on the Justice and Nursing Ministries of Jericho Road?
1: Uh, what are we going to lose as the PWA declines? Uh, A great richness, I think, (laughs) which should should be celebrated as part of our history. Um, Whether we can replace like with like, I don't know that that's that's possible. But in terms of what we're going to lose, I think, for me, um, what we're losing is that example Um, it brings to mind the passage in Luke 21 where, you know, he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury and he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all for all these out of their abundance have put in offerings to God that she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had.
0: Yeah.
1: And for me, that's the example that these women the vast, the vast majority of them who have put the, their all, what yeah. they have, in so many ways, um, both financial but practical as well, yeah. into into what they could do, and yeah. into what they could do to support ministry. Um, the widows' march is a beautiful thing, yeah. and so many women for so many years have have given their all. So I think, I think that's what we what we lose.
0: Yeah, and I think the beautiful thing about the PWA is that. Um, it it is a structured organization as well. It's not just one person doing something or one church, yeah. but it is women all across the state and all of their I don't even know what they call but their branches and then their you know yeah. they've got all of their reps and their presidents and everybody kind of works together in a way that um, I guess I don't know if we have that energy to organize ourselves that way anymore. But it, you know, having a statewide market day. Yeah, where people were sending things from all over the state to sell and support the ministries of Jericho Road. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know churches can contribute beautifully, but I think there is something um, really lovely when, as a Presbyterian body, a state, we yeah. come together. Yeah, yeah,
1: and fellowshipping together. I mean, they pop on a bus and go around and visit each other
0: yeah. and the yeah, and all of
1: those things. It's such joy. It's yeah, fellowship. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's yeah. Um, What opportunities does this create for Justice and Mercy Ministries of Jericho Road?
1: I think for us um, the great opportunity and challenge is to get local churches to engage locally with Justice Mm. and Mercy Ministries. Um, That's kind of been part of our history uh, and something that we're still focusing on now. But I think with um, the decline in the PWA, there, there's a very real opportunity there for others to step into that role yeah. locally um, to look at, you know, what are, what are the needs of our community and how can we support them and care for them? And what are the needs of the greater church and how can we
0: care yeah. and support them? Yeah. I think um, we have lost a bit of a sense of our denominational brotherhood and sisterhood. Uh, mm. And I think uh, this The the decline of the PWI, as sad as it is, um, it is beautiful. It will be beautiful to see the churches coming together and working together, whether in presbyteries or through assembly, Mm -hmm. to continue to support the ministries that uh, have such a rich heritage in our denomination. Yeah. 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 Um, In 1926, an account of the social service work done by the Presbyterian Church over the previous 20 years was written. Reverend Bell wrote these words. Almost from the inception of the work at Willamaloo, the committee aspired to do great things. But so far, not one of them has materialized. They are still beautiful dreams, yet dreams have a way of coming true. And the committee is still hoping to see something concrete in the not too distant future. Uh, Does this sound really foreign or does it still ring true? Oh, it still rings true. Although it's interesting,
1: some of the things they dreamt of were a hospital um, and chaplaincy, and uh, and those things have come true. Yeah, wonderful. (laughs) What an answer to prayer.
0: Yeah. Uh, And what are the dreams that still remain? Ah,
1: Lots of dreams, lots of dreams. I think um,
0: we have current works
1: that are, are in need of sustenance, I'll put it that way. So the work of Allah with the kids there um, with complex disabilities and medical needs, that's a big work and it's financially straining, but it's a great work seeing the gospel at work in that space. Um, It's a powerful powerful example of God's people um, providing what's needed. Um, Yeah. And I think there's something rather lovely uh, about a church running a hospital um, Christians were the first to set up hospitals. That's yep. where they come from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's lovely that we in our small way can continue to do that. Yeah. Um, I would love to see more Presbyterians uh, in Chaplaincy roles. We have a number, but yeah. there are more vacancies in Chaplaincy than we can fill. Okay. The Presbyterian Church already um, holds more than its percentage based on size uh, because we're willing for the work. Yeah. Um, But we can't fill all of them because we can't afford to. So um, I would love to see that continue to grow. I would love to see our counselling service continue to grow, particularly in regional and rural areas. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, there's there's lots of dreams. Yeah. (laughs) So, and I. I think the biggest one for me you know, is, um, and thinking on the PWA and talking about you know, pastoral charges, congregations being involved in justice and mercy, is a bringing together of hearts and minds of people who are really passionate about this kind of thing yeah. um, so that we can see it continue and flourish and we yeah. can have fellowship in it as we, as we do it together.
0: Yeah. Well, how about we pray for Jerry Rose? Our dear Heavenly Father, we give you such thanks and praise that over a hundred years ago, a group of Presbyterian women in the Church of New South Wales were convicted to share the love and mercy of Jesus with the most vulnerable in their community. We are so thankful to you for their faithfulness, for their vision and for their resilience. Father, we thank you for the way this ministry has grown, becoming Presbyterian Social Services, and now Jericho Road. Father, we thank you for all the churches that partner in big and small ways with Jericho Road. We pray for perseverance. Pray, Lord, that we will find the resources and the finances and the energy and the time to do your work in our communities. And we also pray are that we will do it together not only as local churches but as a denomination as a fellowship of men and women who love you and serve you we thank you father for the privilege it is to partner with you in ministry we pray that just as this ministry began with a few faithful women 110 years ago it will continue with faithful men and women partnering together in service of your glorious name Amen. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this conversation. We hope it's been encouraging, but also clarified areas for you to pray for the work of Jericho Road. Our next episode will continue the conversation with Liz McLean, hearing her own personal journey of serving her community as bushfires ravaged the town of Winmalie. This podcast is a ministry of the Presbyterian Church of New South Wales Women's Ministry Committee. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram or at pcnswwomen.org.au. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we ask that you share it with your friends so that they too will be encouraged to take the gifts that God has given them and use them in service of Him.